Bounty Warrior Podcast, Episode 15, Reinventing the Massage Industry with Sean Lopez of Sean Lopez Rehab. everybody and welcome to episode 15 of the Bionic Warrior podcast. Once again, I am your host Guru Mike Panna, chief instructor and founder of the Bionic Warrior Martial Arts Academy located right here in the sunny Dallas, Texas area. And this episode I sit down with my buddy Sean Lopez. Now Sean, I've actually known him for a number of years now. Uh, Sean is actually a uh, massage therapist, uh, but he's more than just that, okay? He actually specializes um, in understanding how the body works as well as how to rehabilitate the injured muscles and sore muscles and joints. Uh, of athletes from all over the spectrum. So in this episode, we discuss what makes his services unique, uh, what separates him from other massage therapists out there, as well as the topics of Filipino-American entrepreneurship, uh, as well as even going into married life and how to overcome obstacles. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Sean Lopez. All right, this is Guru Mike Panda, Bionic Warrior Martial Arts, and I'm here with my good friend, Sean Lopez of Sean Lopez Rehab. We are here live in the uh, WeWork Studios in Legacy West in Plano, Texas. And uh, Sean, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. First time doing a podcast. Yeah, totally. So, like, uh, I want everyone here to know, uh, Sean and I, we met through uh, a church community, uh, Singles for Family and Life, back in the day. Um, you know, we were part of this community, and, uh, you know, seeing him, if you guys follow him on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I'm assuming as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On Twitter. Yeah. Uh, you know, he is a very much uh, a presence on social media. So uh, today I wanted to sit down with him to discuss not just his background, but also uh, your uh, views on entrepreneurship. I know you're very passionate about that. Um, I'm noticing a lot of Filipino-American guys getting into the entrepreneurship game. Uh, you and I um, in this city, I think we're definitely hustling. We have the same level of hustle yeah. online, so we're definitely uh, kind of on the same wavelength. So uh, why don't you tell the listeners, you know, uh, your background, where you're from, your history, and uh, why you're doing what you're doing now. My background, I am technically licensed in massage, massage therapy. Um, when you look at the kind of treatment I do, it's very similar to, um, I, I kind of I mix a little bit of fitness in it as well. Um, I do a lot of rehabilitation as well because I was studying to be a physical therapist mm-hmm. a while back, which I failed out of the program twice by one point. <laughs> so, um, so when I failed out... Um, So yeah, this is the whole background now. I failed out of the physical therapy program by one point, two times. The program director said, Sean, I don't think this is, I don't think you have a future in physical therapy. I think you need to find um, a future elsewhere. Mm. Um, I was a little butthurt by it, you know, because at that time when I was doing physical therapy, I already had background in personal training. Mm. Um, I worked as a as a, an, a PT aide in some clinics as well. So pretty much what I wanted to do is utilize all my strengths, utilize my, my skills, right? Um, I pretty much went halfway through the PT program um, and, and just failing by, you know, two points. A part of me was like, no, like uh, at this time I was approaching 30 years old mm-hmm. and um, I needed to find something stable. I needed right. to find a stable job. Um, PT, PTA, that was my, my direction. Um, so when I failed out of that, I kind of thought I didn't have a quote-unquote future anymore mm-hmm. because 
you know, um, because my program director told me don't yeah, don't yeah, do yeah, it, sure, you know. Right. So, yeah. um, but anyway, I sat down. I um, really thought, you know, I, I thought about my skills, thought about my my knowledge, uh, my talents, um, which you know, what, what, which was working out and the human anatomy and trying to trying to quote unquote fix it. So, uh, so this is where I, I came into the idea of massage therapy. And um, not necessarily just focusing on where the person hurts, but how, are the, how is their body moving? And I believe that the rehab industry, um, right now a lot of people look at it more of just PTs and your chiropractors, physios. Um, but I think eventually, like, personal trainers are going to be uh, part of it as well. And, and um, massage therapists, you know, a lot, a lot of people, there's a lot of doctors who recommend massage therapy to their to their client or to their patients, massage isn't even considered, you know, healthcare technically, yeah, right? right? So it's crazy. But I, I think rehab, the the rehab industry, I think it's a growing industry. Um, I think if you're working with the body in any way, um, okay, like the the because right now the way the the industry is is if you're gonna go get fixed up. Um, you're gonna go to a, a PT or a doctor, and then that PT, that the PT or Cairo or whatever, is gonna say, "This is what you need to do. You need to go. Y- your muscles need to loosen up. Go get a massage. Mm-hmm. Or hey, you need to strengthen your core. You need to strengthen your shoulder workouts. Mm-hmm. You need to see. You need to do these exercises. See your personal trainer. Yeah, yeah. Why not just see someone who does a little bit of everything, right? right? Oh. So that's the mindset that I'm going, and I believe that's the the direction the the rehab industry is going as well. That's awesome. Yeah, so, because I've noticed you, you, you said you had that fitness background. I believe you ran a marathon a few, yeah, which marathon? Was that Dallas? Was, yeah. Dallas? Four years ago, maybe. Oh, my goodness, man. That's awesome. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, and that's the thing. When you come at the body and you're actually, like, viewing it as a unit. You're not, what I noticed exactly. with your work, you're not viewing it as, oh, this is a luxury product that I'm going to give my girl or my wife on, the, on Valentine's Day. You're viewing it as, like, this is a holistic... It's a system. Yeah, it's a system. system. Your body... Yeah. Go, go to the system. Yeah. Your body is a system, so pretty much what I do different than most massage therapists is I like to offer, I like to offer my treatments as a package. So if someone comes to me, um, more than likely, I, would, I will not treat your whole body. Right, because again, it's it's the whole system. So I will treat maybe the front side, um, one session, the back side, a second session, so on and so on. And again, I relate it very similar to like working out. You know, you you you're, you're with a personal trainer. Personal trainer is gonna write you a plan. Hey, this is chest day. This is leg day. So on and so on. I kind of go uh, with the same mentality and the same concept uh, as far just as far as treating goes. So let's talk about a typical system. Let's say, um, you know, I'm a martial artist. You know this. You, I've seen on your uh, Facebook, your Instagram, you work with different kinds of athletes from all over the spectrum. Um, you know, give us an example of how you lay this process out. Well, give me, like, if I were an athlete, what would you, what was a typical uh, process that you'd go through with me? Um, well, one big thing I like to do before I have anybody get on my table is I want to assess their body. So I'll have um, the client stand. I'll look at them from the front, the back, the side, and then I'll see certain movements that they can do. Can, they, can, they, can their torso rotate? Can they squat 
uh, properly, not just deep, but actually properly. Are the joints moving the way it's supposed to do? You know, so again, it's like I'm not just looking at at um, at certain muscles, but I'm seeing how the muscle moves. Right, right. Okay, perfect. So, um, give us an example of some of the athletes that you've worked with. Like, what are what do you notice? And then you go into the fitness game. You go into the you know any type of athletic endeavor. You're going to notice people with. Uh, certain injuries and from the martial arts perspective and it doesn't seem to matter if it's martial arts basketball tennis whatever what are the most common injuries that you see across the spectrum that we like someone such as myself who trains all the time uh, should look out for man i see a lot of shoulder injuries (laughs) a lot of uh, shoulder injuries and um this kind of relates to something from what i posted a couple days ago which is we are not using our muscles the way it should be used um I'm talking about, I'm referring to the scapula, your shoulder blade. Uh, a shoulder blade should be able to rotate upward, downward. Lots of times when, when doing exercises, it's stuck maybe in the shrug position, right? And, that, and when that happens, pinching will happen, right? Um, if, or again, shoulder injuries could also be from your pecs, tight pecs. So a lot of the bodybuilders or... Um, you don't even have to be a bodybuilder to have shoulder issues. If you sleep on your side, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, if you yeah. sleep on your side, the, the muscles are being contracted. So you're pretty much just sleeping with a flexed muscle the whole time, right? Yeah. So it's, it's going to hurt. Um, but, but shoulders are very, very, very common. Um, calves, I work because every, every athlete pretty much has like a bouncing movement, right? So you are using your calves, both your gastroc, your soleus. So... Uh, I always try to warn my clients when I work through that, that is not going to be pleasant. It, that's, that's a painful one, actually. Yeah, especially in like Kali and boxing, anything martial arts related, your footwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely have had to stretch that out. Uh, so and speaking of which, stretching rehab uh, stuff, let's talk about you know, some things that the everyday person can do to kind of keep their body healthier in terms of the joint health, in terms of the muscle health. Um, there's a lot of products on the market, you know, these little uh, lacrosse balls, peanuts, rumble rolls, you know, you name it. Um, if you had to suggest anything that a person should look out for, maybe to purchase for their own rehab, muscular rehabilitation, joint rehabilitation, uh, what products would you recommend? Uh, foam rolling is definitely cool, um, but you'll see a lot of people use, yeah, like you said, tennis balls, lacrosse balls. I actually like that better uh, because I feel like it's more localized. And with um, with balls like lacrosse and tennis, um, as you're on that trigger point, if you can actually perform the action that the muscle is doing, then that also help you uh, get into a to, to to get into the muscle even deeper. So, for instance, if you want to go ahead and roll out your calves, place that ball underneath your calves, and now all you got to do is the action of that muscle, which is plantar flex, dorsiflex, right? Do that, and then uh, that'll make your foam rolling even more beneficial. Yeah, probably do that as soon as I'm done recording because <laughs> I just came. I just came for hitting the bag. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So let's take this conversation a little bit of a different direction. So um, lately, what I've noticed on your and I follow you and I have my guys follow you. The uh, the focus of your posts on Instagram on social media, it's not just informing them about their joint health, but I'm noticing that you're taking this more of this lean into the entrepreneur type vibe, right? Which I know you and I have had personal conversations about in the past. You know, the transition from you know the desire to pursue your passion to become, you know, an entrepreneur, to become a, a, a self-employed business owner, right? To have that freedom. So let's talk about that a little bit. 
most Filipino American guys, this is kind of a topic of contention because you'll see a lot of the Filipino guys, and I think Joe Coy made a joke about this. You saw this on Netflix, right? It's like the idea of going for your dreams, right? Um, I can see that you're an individual like myself going for your dream, and that's why I think I, you and I see eye to eye. Um, let's talk about entrepreneurship. What drives you to start Sean Lopez Rehab? What's driving you to maintain, to be, grow it to the point where it can become an industry for yourself? Um, what drives me is the, I look at the industry now that I'm a part of, the massage, quote unquote massage, right? And what, what drives me is that um, after I'm done working on people and them telling me um, that, you know, they've have, they haven't had a treatment like that before. And for me being like, yo, I'm, I guess I'm, I have something, I'm offering something different, you know, I can kind of make something out of this. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little more background on my um, on how this whole entrepreneurship began because it all started when me doing mobile therapy, mobile service, yeah. okay? And it was just me just trying to get my hands on more people, getting my name out there. But um, I didn't even really want to do mobile yeah. service. You know, I didn't want to drive around going from place to place. But once I posted, um, yeah, once I posted like a video or a picture or something and people were like, oh, you're a massage therapist. Oh, um, and, and at this time I was charging like dirt cheap, yeah, right? Yeah, just cause, yeah. you know, building up clientele, yeah. but I was charging dirt cheap. So when people are like, Oh, what, for how much, what do you do? And Oh man, only, you're only charging. So, so yeah, they'll, they'll want to schedule with me. And then word got out where I'm all of a sudden driving all over DFW. And then more and more I'm hearing, Hey man, you got skill. Hey man, you're different. You, you, you got talent. you you know, you're different. You can take this somewhere. That's eventually when I was like, you know what? Um, I have visions of always having my own place. I think I just never had like the courage or the confidence to do it. Um, but now I'm, I'm in my early 30s and I think about, you know, I, my, my mind is always, always racing. And I guess one thing that I don't want to keep me up all night is, is what if? Yeah. What, what if I, I, you know, because what if I didn't, you know, let's say what if I was always working for a company um, and then like by the time I'm like 40, 45 or whatever, I don't want to look back and be like, darn, man, I should have I should have yeah. opened it when I had the chance. You know, so my thing is I'm going to I'm, I'm taking the jump. I'm taking the leap. If I fail, I fail. You know, it, it doesn't go its way. But at least I at least I can say, hey, man, I took the jump and, and, and I did it. You know, so well, we'll see. I, I have visions. I have goals. I have uh timelines so uh, i'm excited for 2018 2019 2020 you know i'm excited which is awesome because you're actually segueing into my next question so uh (laughs) so um you know talking about these goals and you know i go through the same thing you know and the thing is uh in our culture as filipinos you know it's our parents you know they came here for us to have a better life but many times we hear you know play it safe you know stay here go to this school go to this job have you had any obstacles in terms of that from fail how's your family feel about this like uh you know potentially going your own way uh, have you gotten encouragement, discouragement? Why don't you talk about that for a little while? Yeah. That was actually, uh, that was in my head for, um, for quite some time as well. And then I remember I was, because I, I, my full-time job is working at a chiropractic clinic. I remember one random day, um, the thoughts were just always in my head, but one random day I texted my mom when I was at work and I said, by the time I'm, 
I said, I definitely said, but by the time I'm 40, I will have my own business. By the time I'm 35, um, I'll probably already be running it, you know, because I'm what? I'm 30. I'm turning 33 at the end of this month, but I definitely wanted to, to have a business by the time I'm 40, but I'm not going to wait till then. You know, I'm going to I'm jumping all in pretty much right now. And I know it's going to, you know, the, the ball will, will keep rolling uh, later on. Um, so I texted my mom just a random text. Hey, I'm going to run a business. She responds back, oh, good for you, right? Nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing special. Just, okay, I'm happy for you. Yeah. But uh, maybe after a couple months, as they, they, they follow me also on Facebook, and they see all the stuff I post, and they see um, my informative post, or um, they see the different kinds of people I work on, and I think they're beginning to, to realize and believe in me as well. Um, so, and I've talked about this also with my brother, um, and that, part of me was always a little hesitant bringing it, bringing it up to them because they know I'm probably not the most business kind of guy, you know. I'm, not, I'm definitely not financial, you know. I, I, don't have, I don't have a business mindset. All I know is I know how to hustle. I know how to grind. That's it. But I, I don't know the first steps of starting a business. So I was afraid they'll be like, oi, you know what you're doing, you know, that whole deal. But anyway, um, as, they, as they see me grow... Um, they, and I, I mentioned it to them again, and th- I totally have their support. Right. They're trying to find place. They were trying to find uh, for space for me to rent. Right. Uh, prior to having this place, they were trying to find other places for me to rent. Oh, Sean, we found this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do massage therapy, you know, stuff like that. Uh, my brother's all supportive. Um, his girlfriend actually designed my logo. Nice. Um, I run a lot of these business questions to my brother. Um, just cause sometimes I feel like I might be jumping in too quick mm-hmm. where I might need someone to be like, Hey man, like think, think about it like this. I think about it like that, you know? So I need right. kind of someone to, someone other than my wife to like, be <laughs> like, Hey, like, like, Hey, did you think about it like this, like yeah, that? Yeah. But now that I know that I have their full support, yo, like I feel that that makes a huge difference. Cause now you can be like, hell yeah, like. Then I don't have to worry about who, whatever anybody else is thinking. I, you have the support of your your wife or your family. You know, it, it makes a huge difference. Um, and I think once they pretty much showed that they supported me, um, I think it kind of turned me up to another level in a sense. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Cool. Your experience seems to mirror mine a little bit because I'm not. I didn't go into this with this. Uh, you know, business degree, you know, you know, I have this formalized training, like I'm the same way. I know what I love and I'm going to hustle to get to where I need to go. Right. And I'm going to relentlessly do it. So you will find me on the feeds. You'll find me around town handing out stuff. Like I'm in the same boat. And I noticed what's really interesting just to work off what you're saying as a personal note. Um, once, once the people closest to you start realizing that there's a potential in what you're doing. There's power in that. There's motivation in that alone, right? Um, so one thing that, you know, we, you and I actually have quite a bit in common. You know, we're both from Jersey. Yeah, originally, right? I didn't mention that. I'll mention that when I edit this thing. But we're both from New Jersey. We're both Filipino-American guys. Uh, we both married Filipino-American women. So uh, let's talk about how this, because a big thing with entrepreneurs, especially married entrepreneurs, I come across a lot of guys, married young guys, who are like, yeah, I want to start a business. But, you know, I'm my wife, I don't know how she's going to feel about this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, well, I, I definitely yeah. had that mindset. Right, yeah, and, it's, and it, the people are reluctant. I was also in that boat. I mean, I've only been married for two years. So I've, I felt that, to be honest. Like, I remember going through this and thinking, like, well, how am I going to provide for the family? Now I have a son. How am I going to go through that, right? Yeah. Let's talk about that since that's definitely a common thread. Um, how has your marriage helped your business 
ethos? How has it helped your work ethic? How has it helped your overall running Sean Lopez rehab? Um, you know, it's what they say, like, uh, there's, al there's always a, a strong woman uh, behind the man, right? Um, so, and, and I always try to warn her, too. Like, every now and then, I'll, I'll throw it out there again, like, so, yeah, this is what, we're, <laughs> this is what we said yes to. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of warned her, I said, you know, like, uh, the first couple of years, it might be rocky doing this business, and, hey, I know we want a house, but, hey, you know, I kind of... Yeah, yeah. But she she supports it, you know, and that's again it, it's what you said. Like when when our closest one, the closest ones to us, when they support it, man, like it's that's really all that matters. And and there's definitely power to it. Uh, my wife Mary, for those of y'all who don't know, um, yeah, she totally supports me. Um, lots of times, lots of times I don't see her till very very late. Yeah. Like right now, you know, yeah, because we're we're out, we're out there, we're grinding, we're, you know. Uh, I'm working a full-time job and then doing this, it's it's my side hustle pretty much after hours. So I come home and she's already in bed, yeah. you know? So, and then on the weekends, I'm like, oh, I got sessions, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. like, but I also try to, you know, keep the romance there as far as like, oh, it's Saturday, it's the weekend. Um, let's let's go out, let's have a dinner, you know, whatever, you know? Um, and there's even times when I threw it out there, like, hey, when I have my own place, you can be the front desk. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'll throw it out there too, right? You're trying a family business, man. <laughs> but she, yeah, she totally supports. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's and I'm in the same boat too. You know, it, it takes, it does, admittedly, you have to have your all your ducks in a row at least to push this business forward when you're married. But I think one of the things you and I have both experienced, and I totally, it's like your story is very akin to mine because you're taking this leap, but you're not doing it alone. And I know a lot of guys, I mean, one of the guys, I can't remember who this guy was, this was a few years ago, but he was like, he just got married. He's like, yeah, I want to start a business, but you know, the old ball and chain isn't going to let me. And I'm like, dude, and I was like, I wasn't married at the time, but I'm like, dude, you know, she's, there's someone back in Jersey. This was a while ago. Yeah, some of them used to train, I can't remember his name. It was a, in a place called, in Cranford. And so like this guy was, yeah, you know, I see what you're doing and I would love to start a business on my own, man, but it's too risky and the old ball and chain won't let me. And I'm like, I never heard it referred to that way, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, what the hell is he talking about? He's talking about his wife, man. And I'm like, you refer to your wife as the ball and chain, man? And, you know, I've come to realize, like, my wife, and you might agree with me, our wives aren't balls and chain. They're seat belts. They restrain us, but it's, it's, it's to protect us. So they, they're, they're keeping us in check. That's their job, right? My, my wife is really good at that, you know, as I'm sure yours is as well, you know, trying to keep us on that path. Because yeah. if we're uh, just us, we'd probably just do, be hustling and grinding like 25-hour days, you know, <laughs> you know, eight days a week, like Hertz Donut or something. Uh, but uh, that's kind of the thing. So that's awesome. So now let's uh, kind of talk about, you know, your goals. So you mentioned visions. You mentioned goals. Where do you see Sean Lopez, Lopez Rehab in three years? So Sean Lopez Rehab. Right now, um, the reason why I'm just saying Sean Lopez Rehab, using my name, is I'm building the brand, right? Me, I'm the product, I'm the service, building the brand. Um, but I do plan on um, having my own uh, facility, right? Not not out of rework or anything, but my own my own place, uh, focusing on uh, overall health and wellness. Um, there's, in three years, I, like there's a, there's a lot. Um, I I want to form a team. That's that's when when other people talk to me, like that's one of the biggest biggest things I say. It's like, hey, it's not gonna just be me. It's gonna be a team. Eventually, I kind of want to take a step back as far as uh, treat treating goes, um, and and maybe focus on the the business aspect. Um, but I I need to find 
this is what I need to do. I need to find passionate therapists who who see and think the way I do. You know, who have that same grind, that same hustle, um, and who who want to do some, a little more than just a massage, right. right? Who wants to treat the body as a whole. Um, but pretty much, I, I wanna I wanna change and flip this whole massage massage industry, you know, and and let people know that there's uh, other aspects of it, other aspects of massage. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's the three year goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask me the five. Ask me the. <laughs> You'll definitely be back here, and I, here's the thing: I will bring you back here in three years, and then we'll see what you got. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then absolutely. So now, as we're winding down on time, um, I kind of want to talk about this. And Bayani in Tagalog means hero, right? So, um, hero being an individual who serves. So let's talk about, in your mind, what does it mean to be a hero, and how does your work, how does that involve service to others? Oh man. Uh... What's it mean to be a hero? Um, just in a sense, taking the leap, uh, standing, standing there, even if you're standing alone. You know, um, you know, both you and I came from the the church group YFC and and, and singles, and uh, when I was, and I think this is where a lot of my vision came from because when I was with the the community, it was all about the vision. Where, where do you see this this group or this group of brothers and sisters growing in, in this town what do you see them growing your household whatever right and i took that same visions and, and the passion that i had to serve and i'm just applying it in different aspects of my life uh with this trying to apply it um in, in my professional life um service i think is a huge part um one thing i'm realizing is uh when you're you service so so doing good to people doing good to the community um Good relationships make good business, right. pretty much. You know, when you're good, when people know you um, out in the community, when they know your name, when it's associated to this and to that, you know, that's that's good for your business. That's good for your brand. Um, so, that's kind of what I'm trying to do with uh, this whole rehab thing and or this whole massage thing. Um, I'm trying to uh, inspire other people through my failures. Um, through my failures that there can be success, you know, um, and just uh, exp hopefully I can expand other people's minds too, you know. I, I don't know if everybody thinks like me because I don't think, I don't think so, yeah, right? Yeah. But um, pretty much what I'm trying to do is just cash in on my passion, mm -hmm. cash in on my, on, on visions. And I feel like, I feel like other people can do that too, Right. They, maybe they just feel like they're scared because they, quote unquote, can't. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like you know whatever your passion is or whatever talent you have, um, whatever vision you may have, I, I believe everyone can cash in some way or another. Especially with the power of social media nowadays. Uh, totally, we totally have this. What's really funny is like when I talk to other guys, and you're you and I are very much alike in the sense that we look at the opportunity. We don't look at like, oh, there's all these obstacles around us. We're not, you know, we're not focused on that. We're focusing on what the opportunity is, no matter how small it might be. And what really is interesting is I notice so many people our age, even younger, some even older, who are saying things like, oh, I could never start a business. But I'm like, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, you follow him, right? He's always talking to like, this isn't your granddaddy's life. You know, we, we have 
you know, a phone that can communicate to the whole world. I can make videos. I can tweet. I can do all these things. So you are definitely on the right track, I think. And I look forward to seeing um, where you end up uh, in the next year or so. And uh, I, I see good things happen for you, bro. So yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, is there anything else? Uh, how do we uh, reach out to you? How do the listeners uh, stay in touch with you? Um, so right now, I am currently working on a website uh, for for online booking and online payment. Um, but I won't reveal that now because it's under <laughs> it's under construction. So to reach me, um, Facebook and Instagram would probably be the best. It is Sean Lopez, S E A N, L O P E Z underscore rehab. Um, shoot me a DM, uh, instant message, comment, whatever. If you have questions or if there's anything in particular you want to see, uh, let me know, and I'd be glad to to present it to you guys. So there you have it, my interview with my buddy Sean Lopez of Sean Lopez Rehab. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 15. I look forward to seeing you in episode 16. Take care, God bless, and remember to be the hero in your life.